Welcome to the Stabcast, a podcast dedicated to Star Wars Legion. Hmm, a new one. Your training has served me well. It has awarded me many trophies. Don't let your pursuit of trinkets cloud your reality. Remember what I taught you, General. If you are to succeed in combat against the best of the Jedi, you must have fear, surprise, and intimidation on your side. Welcome, cadets and commanders, to the Stabcast. I'm Orion, finally painting K2 Slawaski, joined with Tim, finally painting ID. Oh my god, what is that, Hannon? And Ben, still not really painting much of anything Fowler. And lastly, Will, finally painting all of Ben's things, Heim. How are we doing today, guys? I, I reject this reality. I've been painting. It's, it's on the Instagram, true. people. It's, it's on the Instagram. Even, you people haven't pushed accurate. anything to Instagram. You guys have put nothing on the Instagram. You're right. I don't really, I don't really <laughs> I've use not Instagram. Had, what, what, I, I mean, I do when I have things to put on there, but this, what, I, what am I going to put on there? I can put pictures of my food. Your beautiful Iden creation. Wish yeah, this no, was Tim, you do put pictures of your food and uh, your pictures of yourself. Yeah. I've seen your Instagram. That's all it is, is food and, and selfies. But our listeners don't yeah. want that. Yeah, they don't really It's want duck that. faces and, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot of duck faces. <laughs> this week on the Stabcast, Invader League Battle Reports, our final results in the brackets, and another Red Player's Dilemma. Invader League Battle Reports. Did you say Invader League Battle Reports? I think you said Invade Battle Reports. Battle Reports from the Invader League. Should I start? Yeah, yes. you should start, Will. Yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah. Yes. With the Invader we'll, League Battle yeah. Reports. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we last talked, dear listener, I was 1-1 and quite salty after losing to Ben Fowler, some dude. <laughs> <clears throat> then I played against Bobette's Op Luke, which Ben talked about in our last episode, and I got to feel the pain of his Op Luke oh, skill, it which is, is glorious. so much pain. He's really good with it. Like, I mean, it yeah. really is yes. masterful. And yeah. he's it so was. polite about it. I mean, he was very polite while Op Luke killed Rex, R2, Obi Wan, and about seven clones. Lord have mercy. <laughs> and was alive at the end of the game. So it was a and, bad and time. And that was turn two. <laughs> yeah, we played all the way to turn six because he was a very quick player. That's, which I the, appreciate. that's the best. Maybe you just mm. died quickly. I did. I mean, yeah, that's part of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm we right there playing with you. Breakthrough, I, I understand. Breakthrough on Hemmed In, and yeah. since I was red player and had four less activations, it was very hard to defend oh, my oh, uh, yeah. breakthrough zones. That's well, tough. Here's the thing. You can guarantee his FD laser cannon wasn't crossing the line. <laughs> it didn't. You're right. He was just going to shoot at you from the other side. <laughs> that he did do. That's why we got to play round uh, playing on the Yeah. We're playing on the Endor map, and I just decided to take my whole blob up the middle and just try to get as many over there as I could, and it didn't work. Uh <laughs> <laughs> An attempt was made. Luke very carefully chose his engagements. Like, I overextended with Rex just barely, and then Luke was like, hello there. Did his Obi-Wan impression, chopped him in half. You know, fun stuff like that. It was a bad time. Great player, great game. It was just never in my favor the whole time. You know, from turn two, I was like, oh dear. I'm just along for his ride now. (laughs) I almost avoided being tabled, but I whiffed the final roll of some dice. I rolled like three blanks against a Rebel Trooper squad, and that killed my last clones off the board. And so I was quite thoroughly crushed by a very polite Canadian, five to zero. (laughs) So Will, who'd you play next? It's nothing but droids for you, right? Like Falcon and Monorail are nothing but droid players with tanks. Yeah, it was two very similar lists what I had left to face. First, I went against Falcon Killer. We played on Naboo with Battle Lines and Intercept. Good thing you're not a Falcon. Yeah. Well, <laughs> spoilers, he still killed me. Oh, um, <laughs> <that day. laughs> 
He was um, a bird all along. His tank was set up just to shoot me the whole game, so I knew I had to kind of deal with it because it was just on battle lines sitting perpendicular to the middle point and had a clean you know, shot straight onto it. Cool. So I was like, that's going to be a problem. And so I shot it with Rex's two pip on my rocket squad and got four wounds through. Ooh, nice. Nice. Which, I mean, you're nearly halfway there. Yeah, yeah. It's not too bad at all. And that's so that squad solid, just yeah. spent, that squad spent the rest of the game just shooting that rocket at it. And I killed it turn six. So oh, wow. Gross. It, uh, it didn't go well. But um, for the rest of the map, his Grievous came in on turn two and he didn't quite make it into melee. So he didn't get the big attack and then attack everything. He just kind of suppressed everyone. It was, you know, something ridiculous, eight or ten suppression. And also three wounds onto Obi-Wan just from the four dice attack. So it was a Ooh. bad time. Ooh. By that point, That's Rex gross. was dead as well. And I spent the rest of turn two controlling the middle and just shooting Grievous and he finally died like with my last shot <laughs> but that meant for the rest of the game there was still 48 battle droids walking yeah. towards me and <laughs> i didn't have enough firepower to deal with them that's a lot of robots yeah the rest of the army survived he still had a group of b2s to keep his leadership bubble so it there was no like panicking them away it was just they all slowly walked towards me and i shot a couple but there were too many of them i got my secret mission point but after that he still beat me seven to six victory points that's close, though. That's a yeah, close it is, game, yeah. It yeah. was a really good close one, uh, but that did put me to a one and three record. and uh, not, oh. not likely to make it out with that kind that's, of record. Uh, yeah, no. Some hard, no, hard not the best. I mean, uphill battle. Uphill battle. And then my last game didn't get to play. Um, my opponent and I were having a lot of trouble scheduling a match, and he just kind of agreed to... He said the only time he could play was starting at like 1130 Eastern, and, and I, I was just like, I can do it, but I don't wanna <laughs> i didn't say i didn't want to but in my head i'm like i don't want to play that <laughs> and then he just kind of was like hey you know instead of making us do that let's just i'll just concede to you as a issue with scheduling or whatever and i i asked you know are you sure you want to do that he's like yeah it's it's fine it's whatever and so one <laughs> you know half of my wins in invader league were gift to me but it's fine <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which means I finished with a 2-3 record, but third in my group. Well, that's still not bad, honestly. No, that's not... That's not, no. <laughs> not it's not kind well. of accurate that the uh, winner of Ben and I's game would finish second, so... But you didn't win against me. But I did <laughs> not. You are the one man I can blame for my results more than myself. <laughs> that's right. So thanks. That's right. Thanks for nothing. It's the Stabcast way. Don't blame yourself, blame everyone else. It's Ben's <laughs> fault. He started me off with a loss, put me in the mood to lose. That's right. I got you in that exactly. negative headspace. Yep. I got you in the negative headspace. Play the psychology game on you. That's right. <laughs> so how did your other four games go after you kicked my ass, Ben? So I kicked your ass, and then I played Bobet, who kicked my ass. Right, right. And then I decided, <laughs> I decided not to change my um, my battle, uh, my, my list. I did not use my wild card. So then I played Garadan, which I talked about last episode. It was a good game, and I won that one. And so we come up against Falcon Killer. So all of my remaining games are CIS versus CIS. Robot on robot violence. Jeez. I will say I managed to score first oil every time. Okay. First oil every time. I had to think about that. I was like, are we playing Civ? Like, (laughs) you found oil before us? That's that's pretty good. So I'm playing three BXs, Grievous, and six E5C B1 units with extra bodies. Um, I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. So they're all playing tanks. And I will say, <laughs> and, I, and I learned this while playing Rebels, having to fight the ATST. You just ignore it. Yep. It, yep. it can shoot twice. 
Yep. Um, often it's in a place you really can't do anything. You can try to put shots into it if you just think you have them. Uh, sometimes as, as a robot with AI, I had to shoot it. Like it was the only thing in range at range three. Um, but honestly, I just ignored it. it. It'll wipe out a unit, maybe. Will it do it consistently? No. Right. I like the AAT tank. I don't feel the dice are as massive as people think they are. If all the dice hit correctly, you will get eight hits, minus whatever cover, and minus whatever defense happens. Right. So yes, it can theoretically wipe a B1 squad. It doesn't always do it. Right. Well, and then sure. what do you think about Lokdurd? Lokdurd. The pilot of choice, it seems. So- so Falcon was a big defender of Lock Dirt, and he and I had a great conversation about it. Because for me, if I'm playing a suppressive game, mm-hmm. I want to use it all the time, which means I need to refresh and I need to use it as every turn that I can. Right. Which often you don't want to do with a barrage tank. Right. And Falcon was like, I don't take it for the suppression. It's cool. I take it for the losing AI attack. It allows him to do what he wants with his tank and give suppression when he can. Sure. So I can completely understand that logic. He kind of convinced me and swayed me that way. I think it's the cheaper of the... Uh, well, I guess because Field Commander's not that great. So it's not that cheaper, but the suppression can come in very handy. Yeah, when he's you, only when a few points it. more than that guy. Yeah. yeah. Right. When you need it, it can be really nice. And I will say he used that suppression well because um, he put it on Grievous. In order to make my list work, I, Grievous did not have aggressive tactics and he didn't have endurance. Ooh. I didn't have the points for it. And I can understand so, endurance, but I don't... Ooh. Svelte. Play, playing him without the aggressive tactics is a bit dicey. You know, you just let the dice be what the dice will be, man. You just gotta, <laughs> gotta go with the flow. And I know that I have been accused of being dice salty many times before. Yes. Well, it's usually um, my attitude is just yes. let it go. Yeah. I, but no, I have I've gone very much more uh, you know, zen with this because the dice are what the dice are. I'll pick up all the dice I have and I'll throw them. And if they don't, cool. That's what robots do. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think it actually works with my style of play because I'm an objective player. First and foremost. And so if I can manage to put units out there to get shot in order to hide the objective point that I'm going for, then that's what I'll do. Um, I will say that in my five games, um, I definitely lost Grievous to suppression more than I ever lost him to dice hits. Hmm. In three of my games, uh, Grievous was suppressed to the point of panic. Wow. But in two of those, he never ran off the board. Hmm. Um, part of this because of I was using esteemed leader. So I was always able to take hits off of him. Sure. Even when I didn't have his two pip available to me. The two pip just made it super strong for that turn where he didn't take any hits at all. <laughs> right. Um, that two pip is super annoying. Yeah, so it, it just gave me the place to do the things I needed to do uh, and make that work. So I was super pleased with uh, with the way that kind of played out. Yeah. So with Falcon, we're playing on Mimbon. We're playing Recover Supplies, Long March, and Limited Viz. Mm-hmm. I tried to do something very cheeky, and mm-hmm. I thought to myself, I really shouldn't do this. I know that the actual play was. The BX is, I, I have a box in, because of where it's Long March, so the box is really, like, it sits down inside the trench, which is outside that, that uh, uh, my deployment zone. Inside the bottom of the trench, you know, the one that's deepest underneath the ATTE. Have a box there. I have a box right there on the outer side where I can grab the box and also shoot from the trench, giving myself lots of cover. And the BXs can get to the box in the center very quickly because of their scout. Mm. So I rush out there, end of turn one with a BX because I have more activations. Um, I grab the box and rather than pulling it backwards, which I know is what I should do, I decide to run forward with it because I have BXs. Yeah. Oh, that so makes sense. I got into melee with a with a unit. Got to give him the stab. Got to give him the little stab. Uh-huh. And the idea was I I could move my units forward to fight him in the center 
taken away points, and then also regained the box. Yeah. The more defensive player in me says, I shouldn't have. I should have backed up behind the ATTE so he couldn't see anything. Should have made him fight in that trench warfare. It would have been the Somme all over again. <laughs> On ne passe pas. Like, it would have it would have felt like World War One. It would have been very gross and nasty for him to approach my trenches. That was the it feel on that map. Yeah. It, it, and it would have. And except I, I just for some reason that day, I didn't want to play it that way. And so we had a knockdown, just blaster brawl in the center. My BXs, so the BX in the group in the center who's got the box, the other two are on the flanks, left and right. They rush up the line and engage in melee, one set with Grievous, one set with a set of B1s. So now I've got melee on three units in the center, which the tank can't shoot. I ne- I came within a millimeter of getting a second melee unit in there so that the guys in the middle couldn't withdraw. Mm-hmm. I, I Within a millimeter, I just missed it by a tiny bit with a B1 group running up there. Oof. And so what we did is we just fought over the box and no one was able to get it. Tank couldn't pick it up. Like he shot all the things he could. <laughs> Grievous shot everything with his two pip as best he could. I whittled away so hard with those BXs. Mm-hmm. I put his Grievous on a bunch of points. I got a lot, a lot of hits with my BXs. He actually disengages from my BXs. Try to, to, to thin out my center flank. And uh, in the end, it came down to points. It was a two to two. We both had our two boxes. And I killed his Grievous and he didn't kill mine. And so I, because, of, because of that, I managed to win by about 40 points. Nice. It, nice. was, it was good. Like I said, it was a good game. Like I said, I, I probably should have de- played more defensively and just shot his boys as they came in, but it was super fun. Super so we, fun. we both had a really close one against Falcon. Yeah, we really did. We really did. Shame they didn't go the other way. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'll be honest. Uh, so at that point, I think I am three and one. Monorail, who was a replacement for a man in our group, uh, was was going to be three and one if he beats Will or if he beats me, I don't make it. Like, we're in that precarious position. It's like, right. oh, I have got to beat Monorail, who's playing a similar but different tank CIS list. He's got a single BX sniper squad, and we're playing on Naboo with Long March, Sabotage Evaporators, and um, the Supply deck. Except we forgot to put out Supply Tokens. So we pulled a Tim Hannon and we played Clear Conditions instead. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, now. I'm, hey, I'm, I'm not always a Clear Conditions person. Good old Tim. Clear I know you're always Hannon. one who screws up the setup and has to end up playing some yeah. wacky version. Yeah, yes. you just default yes. to clear conditions. Correct. Yes. <laughs> oh, we forgot about limited viz. So I guess. Oh, we forgot about the thing now. that would really affect my gameplay and probably make me lose. Oh well, because we'll just play yeah. clear. We, for, we, we <laughs> forgot about minefield. So I guess we're playing clear now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I will say the indoor map is filled with terrain, and there's trees, and yep. there's cover yes, everywhere, except. On the actual initial setup in turn zero, our options were long march, and they were rollout. <laughs> oh. And they were, yeah, they were major offensive. And because of the other options he had, he didn't like the missions that we had there, even though he clearly had blue player, because I was playing red player for all of this. Right. Um, My man. I decided not to get rid of long march, or and I didn't want to go to rollout because it was in the center, mm. because he had a tank. It allowed him to get there faster, and I did not want that. So long march on that map is actually really good for yeah. my particular squad setup. I would hide behind trees. I could hide behind the heavy cover uh, terrain pieces. BXs don't give a darn if it's difficult. Um, it was it played out very very well for me. And our evaporators because they're so far from each other because of long march. We both got our two, and then we knew we were just going to meet in the middle to kill. And he got defensive, and I got very aggressive. The AT um, AT blocks most of line of sight, mm-hmm. even on the tank. It is so tall, the tank really can't see over it. Which is ironic. So once I got into the shadow of the AT-AT... <laughs> oh, they, yeah. The tank can't see over uh, the super tank. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, he put one of his evaporators on top of the ATTE. Bad or the AAT. Or yeah. Yeah, bad yeah. move, spooky move. And his plan was, I'm going to put my snipers there because the snipers could see everything downfield from it. Yeah. And he got shots on turn one with the snipers because of it. But it's a two-man sniper squad. Mm-hmm. So I was able to blow it off the map just using a regular B1 unaimed action. Like yeah. I walked up there, wee dice, got it. Because of where he placed them, they were on the edge. I could see all their base. Yep. Like the line drawn between them didn't actually go through the uh, the, the big giant tank. So those red says will blank all the time. That's right. They yep. will. They really will. <laughs> yep. Um, they they will. And then he put up another B1 squad to finish the job to get his tokens. And I was with my BXs able to rush it, get up there into melee, um, and then kill his guys, and then also tap his evaporators. So I managed to um to to, to wipe out that side i go very aggressive using all the cover that i can get uh, i've got a bx squad that goes to the center because of the way the legs are set he had some guys because when you're on long march with cis droids you actually don't have enough space for all the bodies <laughs> like because of the terrain it is such a terrain heavy map there are literally just not enough places to deploy there's not enough places for you to put all eight or six or seven models you have for that squad and have six of those squads laid out there so his tank was actually trapped behind his bodies Wow. Yeah, because of how far back he had to put it, which means he didn't oh. get to shoot it as often as he would I'll like say, to. That feels real bad. Yeah. So the only way to do that was to run through him, but he didn't want to run through him because he was going to suppress his guys and move them. And it was, yeah, I, I, I took him to the woodshed there. Grievous <laughs> got up into the middle. I, if, if we'd played another round, I think I managed to hit his evaporator with my Grievous and live because I had two B1 squads behind him to take hits for him. That's where we were at. And I had not played my, uh, my, my two pip yet. Right. So it, it went very gross. I was taking his evaporators. We ended it. I think I, I think we said I got six points to his two wow. with evaporators. Yeah, it was a wow. it was a rough game for him. But a monorail, super nice. Again, a super nice Canadian. If you can get, you know, Canadian or two in your groups in the Invader League people, I'm highly recommend it. He and I That's had a right. great time playing. Even though he was having some technical issues, his computer was running like a potato. He was, he was getting five or six frames per second, he said. <laughs> oh, um, so, gosh. Ooh, so, yeah. So, we so we would slow down and just let him so he could see the map because there's so much fire and smoke on that. Like, even I was having some hitching. All the yeah. particle um, effects, yeah. Yeah. All the particle effects. And so, we would just stop and let him figure out what was going on. And then we'd, we'd move on and fix it. But yeah, for me, it was, I a, wish it was a great game. Him. Yeah. For me, it was a great game. Like I said, I, and it worked well. But again, I played the things that people don't like, like Long March. Um, I made that bad boy work for me on that map. That's right. <laughs> it. Overall, I went four and one. Ka-ching, ka-ching. Well done. Well done, uh, Bobet devoured all of us, so he's top yes. of the bracket. He's five and zero. He has like five and zero and fourteen points. So I'm yeah, like second player, four like and that. one and seven points. But oh, yeah. so close. <laughs> but I made it out of the rat pit. Nicely done. Well done, sir. So Ryan, how about you? Did you make it out of the rat pit? Uh, no, I'm sure he is the rat kind pit. Of I am the rat pit. Um, he uh, has become alert, it. I got uh, second place. In the three-way tie for second oh. place of my group. <laughs> oh, wow! Wow! So uh, that's so yeah. Since uh, since our last show, I got uh, a couple more Invader League games wait, in. Wait, um, does that make you third? Yeah, that, that makes it me do. So, so why don't I just say you came in third? Because, because I got second place cooler. of the second places of the three-way tie. I mean, yeah, he gets it's the- a logic game. I, I like the archery of it. I do. I like the archery. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a really competitive group. Uh, my first, or I guess my, I got to talk about three games on our last show. So my last two games. 
games or about our sub-in in ODST out of Chicago. Um, not Chicago, excuse me, Colorado. Um, and he ran a Oplu Cassian list. Uh, we played on Mimbon. And I was really nervous kind of going into this game because I don't have a lot of great melee answers in my list. Um, I was running, once again, uh, Jin, Cassian, K2, R2, uh, two snipers and six core. So I don't really have a, a really good answer for, for Opluke except kill it with fire and then hope it doesn't close. And if it does close, <laughs> it needs to be within one K2 punch of dying because uh, I'm not going to get much more time than that. But uh, we played Mimbon, Advanced Positions, Payload, and uh, Supply Drop. Unlike most members of the Stabcast, we did indeed remember... To put our supply drop tokens out. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. New meta. New meta, everyone. <laughs> put the to- Play the by the rules that are printed on the cards and that you spent time selecting. I, I really like wanted to play the supply drop because I've never actually played with the supply deck. Oh, I've played I've it twice now. It. It's neat. It's cool. I've not, yeah, I have not had a chance to actually use it. And I was like, oh, look at that. <laughs> so, uh, I'm sad. So, yeah, we, we played Mimbon. Um, it was, uh, he deployed really strangely. I'm, I'm not going to lie. And I think after the game, we ch- chatted for a little bit. And I think that was the the difference maker. It ended up being a it ended up in a place where it wasn't I hate to say it a super close game, but it could have been if a few things would have would have been done differently. He wanted to uh, play sweeper with Luke on his payload point. Um, so where basically he wanted me to march my army into Op Luke. And I was okay with that because that would mean there's a couple turns where Luke isn't up in my grill. And as, as at the end of the day, I've got an R2 and he doesn't. So even if I can just tie and I can run R2 over, I, I can win. And when he kind of puts two and two together, he starts rushing his Luke up and his Luke did some incredible work. But my army used really effective use of the trenches and being able to outmuscle him with just more bodies. He got some really good sniper shots off with Cassian. Uh, he was also running double taunts, and I zoned his taunts out pretty hard uh, because, once again, I don't have any great melee answers. Right. But I had a spot where his his taunts wanted to kind of rush me. I set Cassian up to where when Cassian dropped, took a move and played his uh, his sniper, his uh, one pip card to get the Overwatch token. Anytime that those tauntauns would have moved over the trench that they had to, they had to uh, use to advance on my flank that he wanted to charge, they would have been in range three. And thanks to loadout, I had Overwatch on. on. So, uh, so yeah, the first turn, uh, Cassian shoots with a couple of aim tokens, and I managed to, to get two hits on both of his taunt squads. And then I made, I got one of them with the detachment of K2, and managed to wipe one taunt squad with a couple other sniper shots and, and K2 just off the board. And then he had to run his other one kind of away behind some line of sight blockers to where he kind of came around and had to engage with uh, with K2. But you know what killed the last Tauntaun? Ye old clumsy kick C-3PO. Oh my god. <laughs> That's offensive. That is that is offensive. Uh, Colorado, the, the five it's beautiful. The five two eight zero yep. legion. I apologize for yep. why it was it was gross. He does not represent the views of all the stabcats. <laughs> R2 ran up there and just 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 punched the the tauntaun. He was trying to use the tauntaun correctly to like control where R2 could go, and he didn't want. He was doing a really good job to make sure he always stayed engaged. Uh, he got like one or two good charges off, but a, t- a, a single model tauntaun, kind of like a single model bike, isn't all that super spooky. So um, I I and once again he had these two big melee components of his army, and I got to eat one in the early game. And then once Luke kind of started charging, I had thinned out his infantry because once again we're playing Mimbon, 
and we were both kind of having to run my payload for a part of the duration and his payload for pretty much the entire duration of his journey. He was running through the trench underneath the ATTE. I don't know if, like, there's two ways in my opinion to play payload. You can play payload where you set up a, across from your opponent and you run your bomb carts at each other and we just see who wins. Or you can play this kind of snake where uh, you have to go this way, I have to go this way, and we kind of circle around each other and we have an offensive and a defensive flank. And that's kind of what we ended up doing. Um, do you know what's really good at holding trenches? Anybody want to take a, like, a, a guess? No. Uh, Stormtroopers. When you put a, a mobile Droids. piece of heavy cover that is a bomb cart in a trench... And oh, then yeah. you get the 20-point bloop tube from the Rebel Trooper Squad Ooh. and a Mark II that can just see straight down that trench. Oh, no, um, it's you. really hard to push a bomb cart through there. Yeah. Oh, that's... Um, so uh, I pretty much murdered all of his infantry that could push the cart to where he was down to just like a sniper, not a whole strike team, just a sniper. Um and then we were kind of running short on time. Luke, on his charge, came through and took out a couple squads and was doing really well. Uh, bonked Jin in the head. But he just didn't have enough time. And I think we, we kind of did the math where if he gets perfect dice, uh, we go to kill points and I still win. But if I get even, like, he doesn't get perfect dice, but he just gets good dice, our payloads are going to be 0-0. Zero, zero, but I've got the magic trash can. Right. So... Um, it was it was it was a pretty cool game. If he would have played less conservative with his Luke and brought him in a turn earlier, I think it's a very different game. But I really got to partial his army out uh, really effectively, and, and that that helped me a, a ton. So, and my army is very well good set up for for that map. Um, yeah. My my bloop tubes, the the SXS or whatever cannon, the the red red white white range two guy was was awesome in those trenches i was gonna say you're gonna have to explain so, what a bloop tube is for those that don't know yeah <laughs> yeah so ryan instead of making shotgun noises he's like bloop i don't know why it's some sci-fi shotgun for him it's like, <laughs> well it's because it's not it's not a shotgun it's an anti it's technically like an anti-vehicle weapon yeah because it has impact not not not, not the pierce yeah it's, not it's, a, it's a sabat um <laughs> so uh, so ryan let's remind the listeners real fast your bracket is mostly rebel players yeah uh, it's like, well it's it four rebels it, well it was um <laughs> uh, it was one republic player at the start uh two cis players and three rebels and then we lost a cis player due to scheduling conflicts and was replaced with a rebel player uh so it was Sad kind of a hot mess day. yeah um it was a hot mess. So the only real list diversity you saw was Captain Cook with his mm-hmm. with his uh, with his gar. Well, and all and the BG rebels, Moore. all the rebel players played pretty different lists. Me and Finger Guns uh, actually played relatively similar lists, but even then, it was a commander difference. Like I brought Jin, he didn't. Um, so they were all pretty different stylistically. Um, like there was a a, a Luke double ton Cassian. There was a Luke Chewbacca double RTFT turret. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the nonsense that I was running, so it was it was a lot of different types of rebels. But yeah, but then I had to I had to stare down BG Moore, who we had tried to schedule our game a couple times, but mostly me just had had work things come up whenever uh, whenever we were supposed to play. And we get to Naboo, and he's got a huge bid because he wild carded into it to beat a couple other players in the group very very smartly, as I think the grievous tank list uh, needs a pretty big bid. Uh, one of the table edges on Naboo is is quite a bit stronger in my opinion than the other. And then the, 
the death nail comes. And I've got a face with my snipers, and I have lots of piercing plink damage, which is not very good against droids, with the exception of Grievous. Um, and he's running five B1s, a fully kitted B2, Grievous, and a Lockdurd tank. Lockdurd. Lockdurd. And Look. KP comes up in the third column. Oh, gross. Oh, oh dear. So that's yeah. that's pretty bad for me right off the bat. Yeah. And especially Please, K- K- run at my boys. Yeah. Run at them. Yeah. <laughs> and especially KP on Naboo, where in the middle of that gully, there is uh, that central position. Mm-hmm. I yep. force us to long march to try to use my superior range with all my snipers to, to the best of my ability. And I do get some solid hits on Grievous early on. Then we also and, play and rock m- coverage. I mean, yeah, I like long march. I mean, I, that's a good place for long yeah. march. He made a, he had a little bit better rock coverage than I did. Um, but not, not by, not by a ton. Uh, the problem came in our condition. My, my objective was to, uh, rush up and take this huge piece of cover that was overlooking the center position. So whenever he tried to march to it, I was hoping to have Jin and K2 holding the middle and my and my uh, short range rebel troopers and everybody else just kind of covering them and hoping he can't kill all those guys. But then we had minefield. And we had to it wasn't until the 7th attempt to trigger a mine that a mine finally went off. Oh. And when his mine went off, it hit 3 of his units for a total of 4 damage and he rolled 4 saves on shitty white battle droid defense <laughs> dice. <laughs> A thing I did not see four saves in like two of my games. Yeah, like yeah. four white dice saves. I just never saw saves. It was a thing that didn't happen. Other games were saved harder, but still, mostly they, they should be all be dead droids. Should yeah. be dead droids everywhere. Um, I had some, and it was actually you know I did what I typically do, where I take some dodge tokens and jump on mines, try to set them off to clear the way, and it just bottlenecked me because I couldn't risk blowing my mines up anymore when there's four activations sitting on it, bottling up this flank. And so that really hamstrung me. Um, my attack dice weren't great. I had a couple snipers just whiff. I had one really great attack roll where on turn two, I got uh, I put Grievous on five at the end of turn two. So I was feeling pretty good, but he kept his Grievous. He was using scale just to scale up to this rock, shoot over it at range two with whatever he could with his little blaster, and then scale back down. Go back down. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that was a little frustrating because my whole goal was to kill Grievous, kill the B2s, and then just start a route off the middle point. I didn't have to route him for the whole game. I just had to route him off the middle point. Hmm. Um, I did a pretty good job mitigating his tank. Um, It never – it got – it was having to shoot very soft targets in order to clear activations. It wasn't getting to shoot the meat of my army, which which was good for me. Uh, K2 went... I took a risky play with K2. It didn't pan out. K2 went down. But uh, I was in a pretty rough start at the end of turn zero. And then when those mines didn't go off, I was in an even rougher start. Um, right. Rougher place. And so I think I did okay with what I had to work with. Um, but kudos to, to BG Moore for not making any big mistakes for me to wiggle my way back in. Mm. Um, because a lot of the, a lot of the times you can, you can get behind and, and your opponent can get overconfident or start to play sloppy and, and you can squeak your way back into a game. And that just, uh, that just did not happen for me. It's, and it was it's uh, nice it was to see the, game. see the CIS dominate a, a rebel, a rebel bracket there. Yeah. He went, he went five Oh, that tank, that tank and, and Grievous will do it. Um, I think probably uh, ODST with his op Luke and double taunts probably had the best chance of clearing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but it didn't happen, and BG took the bracket five and O, and it was a three way tie at three and two for for second place. That of, 
as aforementioned, I got I got second in. Now I watched some nice. of that game. I do want to ask. So I, I saw a lot of what you were doing. It was very touch and go, and I I, I see a lot of your strategy there and especially after everything we talk about on the cast of victory points over everything else and so i get most of that i do want to know what happened with Jin. why was Jin so far back it's my only real question it's one thing i didn't understand Jin was so far back because i was waiting for the rep she she just dies right and i needed the the core to get out in front first and that's what my rebel vets mm-hmm. um on the south side of the table, and the emplacement trooper were supposed to come up first. Sure. That way, Jin can follow, get in range one, and use a steamed leader. Because I actually really okay. wanted Jin to to hold to to hold the middle, because she can right. actually, for a turn, go toe to toe with Grievous with right. Rebellious just well, for a turn. And that's what I figured, and that's kind of what I figured. I was like, I think he wants her to be on the middle again, just watching it from the sidelines. But I wasn't but quite when I sure. Got- when I got bottlenecked so hard, yeah. I was like, she's, and my, my other units behind that heavy piece of cover started to evaporate. Right. I, and it was going to be a difficult terrain move for her to get around. I'm like, she just needs to quick thinking and stand by and hold my, my back point and okay. be my r- bravery three bubble okay. from that locked tank. Right. I do think people forget about her bubble, right? Yeah. Like yeah. they always, her bubble so, so they good. always think about her offensively, which is, she's good. Don't get me wrong. But that bubble is right. so key as well. So clutch. Yeah. So yeah, that's fair. Okay. I was just curious. My only question. Yeah. Yeah. Once I got behind, I wanted to thin his activations enough to where I could fake secret mission. Yeah. And instead of sending R2 to the secret mission, I just wanted to go touch his back key piece of terrain. So he would have to have two infantry units there. Right. But it, it didn't. R2 got tied up too much. R2 was probably my most effective offensive unit. Mm. He, uh, <laughs> Wait, I think what? he got seven battle droids. <laughs> Wait, <hold it>. I'm <laughs> just glazing <laughs> over that statement right there. Wait a second. Wait a minute. Because it didn't, it didn't really matter at that point. But yeah, he was, he was doing some work. Um, so listen, so you also had a moral victory on Naboo. That's right. <laughs> so uh, we called it at the end of turn five. Um, huge shout out to, to BG Moore. He's my favorite kind of TTS player where we played quick. Um, I think we, we, I mean, we could have, we had 15 minutes on the clock going into turn six. Yeah. So, um, and then we just called it because I was pretty, I did the math real quick and I'm like, if this goes... You know, even godlike dice for me, I, I still lose. And I did have yes. some solid defense dice in that game. My my yeah. attack dice were pretty garbage, but my defense dice, I had some units really survive when they when they really shouldn't have. Um but it was it was it was a good game. So Ryan goes down third go. in his bracket. Yep. Yes. I go down third. With the losers uh, club with Will. Enemy of yep. the podcast, Bearer Roar, the bread. <laughs> uh raccoon in a human suit, went four and one, <laughs> making it out of his bracket. Yep, and he went four and one and got the foist, which yeah. is something oh, not gee, a, not really? a, not a lot of people did in their group. Yeah, he's a he's a four oh, and one. Wow. So so that goes to show that his bracket was actually relatively competitive. Yes, um, I think yeah. I think it's hard to to judge. There's a couple groups that are just like clearly really good groups, um, but like Brett's group, I think my group to a degree. Um, Ben and Will's group, with the exception of Bobette, just crushing everyone was a very competitive group, right. uh, producing a lot of good close games. So Tim, you went five and zero. We talked about it last time. So what did you do in the the meanwhile? You had two weeks of uh, casting. <laughs> yeah. I guess, so and, and uh, yeah, what happens is when you play all your games on the front end and you go five zero, and you know you you've done you've done it, you've achieved victory, huzzah, huzzah. You, you stun the internet into silence. Right, and, you, and, and you just kind of you really did, yeah, yeah. And then you sit there and you're like, huh? Well, now what do I do? <laughs> what do I do with my hands? <laughs> like, yeah, I gotta yeah, wait yeah. for single limbs. Like at the time of recording, the single limbs are about to get our brackets are about to be posted this weekend coming up and I can't wait. Cause I'm like, Oh man, I can play another game. 
you know, of, of course, we all assume, we all assume, I'm not dumb. I, I have no, no illusions here. I assume I will choke heavily as soon as I get my opponent. I can't wait to figure out who's going to be the one to beat me. And then we can just focus on streaming. Um, but what I've been doing in the meantime is doing some streaming. Yes, like you said. And then also being able to get a couple of pick-me-up games. Uh, one was against the Arch Enemy Podcast, Brett. And I did play a little bit a little bit goofy because that was pretty close to my last game. And so I didn't want to play a real... I don't want to say a real list because it was a, it was a list that I had been debating. But I didn't want to play my list that I had just been playing for five games straight. Like I wanted to break. Mm, delicious I, excuses. Yeah, I wanted, yeah, I'm hearing the excuses. No, no, no. I wanted to play I Legion. wonder how this one goes. I wanted to play Legion, but I did not want to play the same list I just got done playing for weeks on end. And so I played a a silly, I think it was boss double, double wizard list. And uh, Brett aced me. I think I was just about tabled by mid turn three. I think if we had gone to turn four, I would have been tabled in in four. It was bad. It was real, real bad. Got to respect that clone ball. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, But it was good practice because I've not run do backs against clones. It's scary. And I don't know what I'll do, but we'll, we'll deal with that when it comes. Uh, and then my most recent game was I just playing against uh, Comrade RTM. And I just went into the game finder. I was in the mood to play a game. And I just put up saying, hey, I'm looking for a game. And, and we got a game together. He's a great player. We've played a few times. I think he's played a few different people actually on the cast. Uh, I think he's played Ben. If you played against RTM? Was it Will? I played against RTM. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That okay. was me uh, season one of League. Yeah. So Because yeah. I remember when I went to message him privately... We already had a history. I was like, oh, okay. And he had changed his name on the Discord, so I didn't realize who it was. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got it, you. Because it used to be Comrade RTM. Well, yes, but right now it's uh, something about meat bags because he's playing droids. Oh. So, <laughs> so it threw me off completely. So, aha, okay, I got you. But anyway, so we got got to get a game in there. And that list I played was definitely a little bit more realistic and by that i mean it is the list that i'm bringing because it's already been locked in so oh well <laughs> Ooh. so it was the same list i had and i, I can say this now because again it's all going to be locked in so it might be revealed so the the list is the same one i was running for round robin the only real difference is i took off one rtc and i used those extra points because remember i was right at 800 i used those extra points to get scopes on both the Shore Troopers. So now they have an extra body and scopes. And of course, the T21. And I put. I know we've said this before. Yes. But it is so 2020 to think that, oh my God, we're using scopes and being serious about it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> a year ago, I would have laughed oh. in your face and said, Tim, you're a crazy no, man. I but love it's 2020. The oh, it's the darkest side of the timeline. <laughs> it's uh, scopes are in. <laughs> and then uh, the other points I had left over, I used on putting a specialist on my other RTC that was still remaining. So he's the free aim guy, and which is nice because it's an extra body, right? And the free aim, which of course you have to refresh when you use it, but it's still nice to have it in clutch situations, like a offensive push and a body wrapped up in one. And mm-hmm. then a few extra points left around. And so I put it into Iden and I swapped out Overwatch for Hunter. I don't know. Okay. I, I, I'm going with it. I still have it. I technically have Overwatch in my loadout. I don't think I'll switch it. I think I'm just going to keep it as is. I think I like Hunter in there. It's hit or miss, but again, with her marksman and stuff, if you have an extra aim in there, it's offensive it's, push and marksman. do what or, I want to do. Excuse me. Yeah. Hunter and offensive push together. You can get some free crits in there potentially or something like that. So I, I think I like it, but it's I can understand arguments either way. 
But anyway, so I, that brings me to 799, still 10 activations, nothing's changed there. So I have one point bid. Hooray. So we played we played Sabotage Moisture Evaporators, and everything was super close together. All four of our maps were the bare minimum distance from each other, pretty much. They're about as close as you could get on the whole one side of the map. We played on Scarif because I believe that's going to be our single elimination map, our first one up. Oh, is it? Whew. <laughs> he he was running droids. Uh, I don't want to give away his list completely because he said he might be running it. He might. Oh, it's going to be announced anyway. Never mind. So it doesn't matter. So you had Grievous, Double Droidica, who actually I've not seen in forever. Double Droidica, a whole bunch of B1s with the extra three black dice gun and two snipers, two, two BX snipers. And it was scary. Oh, I no, I like it a lot. I honestly, I love that list. And again, I, I firmly still to this day believe in droidicas. I think if you play them right, kind of like bikes, right? Oh, I think if you play them right, absolutely. they can be really effective. Droidicas aren't on my list right now only because I wanted to play with other things. I wanted to right. play with the BXs. Yeah. I wanted to see what I could do with them. Absolutely. I played a couple games with Staps that I probably would replace with you know droidicas. Right. I like droidicas. And I will say this openly and honestly. He he gave me probably what I would imagine, as far as my recent memory can go, I think he gave me the biggest fake out I've ever had. <laughs> Where So we played, again, Vaps were really close to each other. I had just the naked Storm Squad, because they're still there, they just don't have their RTC now, to go capture the back Vap. But then he had his Droidicas back there, kind of close-ish to it. We were major offensive. Right. Close-ish to it, and then some droids. And I said, oh no, I need to reinforce that. And so I put one of my super loaded up shore troopers towards that point. And because I moved them to that point first, his whole army then swung and was like, eh, you can have it. And reinforced his whole army. And I went, oh God, no. And it was like, <laughs> of course, you had, eventually you come back from that, but you're missing so many shots and so many activations and you're so down where every activation, and every movement counts so much Yeah. to where I, I yeah. was like, oh no, they, they came in late. And by the time they came back around the corner that they had to be, all their friends were dead. Like Aiden was dead. Their other friends were dead. <laughs> the other guys were dead. Like it was so sad and like, oh no. And they, they got like one shot off and that was it. So he did a totally great fake out. I will say. He absolutely outplayed me, but those dice were also, whew, he had won by mid-round four, no doubt. I think he still would have won the game, but those dice, whew, man, like they, I think I didn't block one. I legitimately think she blocked one hit and everything else went through uh, and he was rolling straight crits. Sounds and good to he me. he was rolling, yeah, he was rolling fire. <laughs> I was rolling garbage and I'm not, and I told him this after the game. I'm not taking anything away from what he did. He absolutely outplayed right. me, hands down. Yeah, but the dice did me no favors. Basically, the the short version is he outplayed me, and the dice didn't save my bet. Like they they, uh -huh. they didn't they didn't back me up. They didn't save me from my mistakes. But yeah, it was a really good practice game because I've not had a chance to practice my list against droids. Um, the Dubek almost got to melee some droidicas, but didn't quite get there. Got gunned down, and he had really good. He was really good with his target priority as well, as he deserved. Yes. What it was <laughs> neat, though, I will say one neat observation from that game. In addition to several things, um, I miss having aggressive tactics in there with like a commander with his veers, Krennic, heck, just a generic um, to put some surges on Iden and some other guys for her red defense. Because I roll surge token or surge results, but those didn't do jack for me. And then also. Um, Really interesting to see how Aiden, even because I played her one pip and he meleeed me. Oh, that's right. It came down to a roll off. Round four. We both played one pip. He played ambush. I played covert ops because I knew he was going to play either ambush or Grievous' one pip. I expected Grievous' one pip. And so I said, I have to, I have to try. I have to put it in effort and see if I can make it. 
And right. Newsflash didn't make it. Lost the roll-off. <laughs> Came down to roll-off, lost the roll-off, which was detrimental. But, interestingly, because of the way her wording is and everything, so he came in, punched her in the face, killed the uh, ID droid, so her melee was far less scary. It went from three re- three white, two red suppressive to just two red. And so I just withdrew her. But, at the end of her activation, she still gets a standby. So that was kind of yep. neat. Um, so I still got to stand by with her. She didn't do anything with it. She ended up dying because of it, probably. But <laughs> but she drew some more fire. You know, she really at least was nice, able- I guess. Right. You're right. Yeah. And, and sometimes if she can draw fire, if any of your people can draw fire away from things you need them to right. do, that's fine. Exactly. So now, now Tim, I got to stop you for a second. No, go ahead. Because you said something, and the internet went silent for a second. <laughs> <laughs> you use covert observation. You use the one pip. Oh no, I'm sorry. From the box two what's, years ago. No, no, no. What's her? What's her one pip called? Okay. I don't know. It's You're like special ops. Yeah, pulse I don't scan. Pulse, pulse scan. Pulse scan. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I apologize. Okay. Pulse scan. Because Lily, I went to, I was like, is he talking about no, the card no, no, no one no. played? The, what we're talking about is the one pip that special uh, yes. forces are operative only. Look at two random command cards no, from your opponent's not that hand. card. No, no, no. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> it's the one where she, she attacks, she gets a name token. She can attack or do whatever for her activation. Then she gets. She got sharpshooter too. Right. Yeah. And then she, she gets, gets a dodge, a dodge and standby at the end. Okay, so, pulse scan. And then I, I thought for sure, I was like, man, Tim is a maniac genius. So <laughs> he rolled everything against her, and she, she had a free dodge token on there, which is great. And when you roll crits, you can't dodge them, so it didn't matter. <laughs> she still died. He rolled one. She had one health left. He rolled one, and I blanked. So I think she blocked one, like I said, all, all game. So it was gross. But well played. Absolutely well played. Great practice game. Learned a whole lot against playing that specific list against droids. It was a good time. Very, very nice. So you can always take a look at our Instagram where we posted photos of our models and things we're painting. Right now, I am painting my maneuver templates and my range markers because, you know, I keep saying I'm going to do it. I I primed them three years ago when we got the game the first time. (laughs) Your maneuver Um, templates? Is this X-Wing? They are. They are movement templates. It is a movement. It is a tool, sir. It is not a template. It is a tool. My movement tool. My apologies. <laughs> your tools. Um, so I'm painting those right now. <laughs> uh, Will currently has a box of my things. I haven't seen him in a while, but he's been moving, so he's got you know he has much time in his life to be painting my Blame things. Blame Lowe's. Yeah, uh, <laughs> AAT. Yeah, yeah. Really, we're blaming Lowe's. Some flooring hasn't gone down. He has to be painting on subflooring. That's always dangerous. He may fall <laughs> through the roof. Be dangerous for my feet. <laughs> why would he? Be, why would you paint on the roof? That just seems seems like another issue. There's really. an upstairs room. There's no flooring. If he goes through the subfloor, then yeah, <laughs> crash through. Uh, crash. Yeah. So right now, I have not handed off my AAT to be painted, but it'll probably happen soonish. Also, so. because I haven't Hopefully. seen you, because you know, COVID's COVID. still a thing. The COVID is still a thing for us. But yeah, so check out our Instagram when we are posting photos. Tim was trying to prime something last night while playing Civilization VI. He messed it up pretty bad, so I don't know how much progress he I messed up both pretty bad. It was great. I only primed my hands. (laughs) Tim, you should definitely post that photo of the atrocity you created with the Iden extra parts. All I'm saying is when you give me too many parts, my mind starts to wander, and then then the devil enters. Then, then, yeah, you go full full Brett slash Sid. And that's what happens. <laughs> I, I'll just tell you, Internet, it is a head and like six arms. I don't even know where the extra <laughs> arms came from. They came from the sprues. 
<laughs> if you give me that many arms, I, why would I not use what I paid for? I'm going to use I'm, what I paid for. I'm just glad you understood how to use the sprues. Good job. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, check us out on the Instagram at SWStabcast to see the photos of those atrocities and our beautiful paints. <laughs> Be sure to also check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Give us a rating on iTunes and a subscribe if you listen on Spotify. We are always available at the finest podcast streaming services at SW Stabcast. And then also while you're looking, you can find us on the Legion Discord, which is where all this Invader League stuff is happening. Thank God, because if it wasn't for that, we'd be without any content whatsoever. We'd just be sitting here talking yeah. about how like, yeah, I remember Legion. We, it was cool. Oh, you sat good. at home. I did too. We would go through every single one of Brett's lists, and that would be our whole show. <laughs> oh, no. And, and oh, man, that would be... The listeners would go be the mad. the best of public radio. Yes. Listen to Brett's nonsense. Isn't that all garbage? It's garbage, guys. Look here's, at Brett's other nonsense. Here's this list I just sent you, but I switched two upgrades, and I'm not going to tell you which ones. <laughs> Were you listening? Uh, Were but, you you, but you can find us all in the Legion Discord, and we are at SW... Whatever name. Or at Stabcast, right? Sorry. At Stabcast... Will at Stabcast Ryan, Stabcast Ben. Right now, Alex I'm still Hurricane. Ryan is Ryan Stabcast. Oh yeah, sorry. And no, I, no I'm, I I switched it for the Legion Discord. Good okay, man. good okay. man. We are uniform, and I'm yeah, still yeah, yeah. well, except for me. I didn't. That's not my fault. I didn't do that. That's <laughs> that was a moderator that did that. So until I am defeated, I am Cinderella story Hannon. So. And what with the Irishness. That's yep, true. yep, yep. Uh, if you want to support our show, you can buy a t-shirt at our shirt shop at teespring.com slash stores slash stabcast. Or send us an email at swstabcast at gmail.com. Please, we need people to talk to. or lonely. We only have Brett. Yeah. <laughs> Help us. <laughs> Help. I mean, you guys like things. And occasionally you comment when we post it to the Legion group, you know. But, you know, send us emails. Send, send us, you know, your Instagram pics. Send, show us your models. Show us your stores. If, right. you, if your state is open again... Show us the stories where you're playing. Yep. The news. The news. The news. The news. There really is news. Like, I was also shocked that there was a news article. <laughs> I, mean, things, I was like, what is, is, is this? Things have is happened. It news? Is it, it is a new news. development. <laughs> things thing exist happened. and are, you can buy them. The things. Yay. The I items. items. Unless you're, yeah, I have an item. Yeah. The Cassians. You can buy them in the United States. If you're Canadian, because I was having this conversation with Monorail last night, they haven't gotten anything. But so if you're in Europe, you got them a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Like, but is that only it in doesn't Finland? Make any, you know, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Go, go buy the things. Go buy the local country black market you to. Legion. But get vital, vital assets. assets is out. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, take your vital assets. It is so worth it. That yeah. upgrade to your battle deck will be worth the fun. Our local it's going to add a new. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't pre-order, Tim. You didn't pre-order. I thought I did. You did not speak I'm to your sorry, representative. I'm sorry, I missed the pandemic happening. I wasn't like, I need to I'm no longer your representative is the problem. Yeah, and that's <laughs> the- <laughs> yeah, that's the real truth right there. It's just like, oh, Will will always be there to take my pre-orders. No. You mean do it for you because you guys would never actually tell me? I was just like, they'll want this. Yes. <laughs> well, I tell you exactly what I want. No, Hold I won't even now. pretend. Yes, absolutely. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we have an understanding. You know what I'm looking for. Right. You know my taste. <laughs> well, I sign you up for all sorts of things and then... Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, his taste is I've tasteful. I've never turned away. Yeah, surprising. Well, that way, so that when I paint them for you, I just have more stuff. That's right. Yeah. That's charge right. you for Yeah. Will leaving the game store, that was actually a big problem for him, because then he couldn't buy things for me to not be able to paint and then pay him to paint them, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> he was cutting into his own profit margin. Yeah. <laughs> that discount. Oof. <laughs> Seriously. I was surprised you didn't keep like a one night a week just for the discount alone. <laughs> 
thought about well, it. Pandemic happened. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. In the, in the pandemic. So, all right. What what else we got on the docket today? We've we've done a, we've done about an hour of battle reports and yes, we did. That's not news. I have played Ugh. five games where I was red player. Using the list, mm-hmm. I didn't change. I went through. I used the BXs the entire time, and so red player's dilemma is back again. Yes, because I do love it. Hooray! Um, Hooray! Here's the setup. You chose to use an 800 point list because you're like Tim and don't believe bids should exist. That's right. Or you're like me and you want to get as many points as possible, and you just can't bring yourself to cut that third HQ up. I needs it. <laughs> <laughs> I needs it. So. Um, you're stuck with whatever deck your opponent brings, and because of the heart of the cards or your poor decision-making process on your part, you've gotten this setup. Danger close, payload, fortified positions. I'm excited. I like Interesting. it. All right. So am I going first? I'm just going to go first. What am I sure, playing? Um, <laughs> so danger close and payload has a really cool interaction. And payload and fortified positions has a really cool interaction, the way the way they work together. So for those of you that, that maybe don't have the cards in front of you, because this is new stuff, in payload, um, the blue player places before any units are deployed, places their bomb cart within their deployment zone. Then the red player does the same thing. Right. Then the blue player picks a piece of terrain that cannot be fully within their deployment zone, but can be partially within their deployment zone. And you mark a piece of terrain that the red player has to move their cart to. The blue player or the red player then chooses where the blue cart needs to go. And then deployment happens as, as, as normal. At the end of every round, if your bomb cart has more of your unit leaders, doesn't care if it's troopers or vehicles, just unit leaders, in, in range one of it, it takes a speed to move. And it's always a speed to move. So the interesting thing about Danger Close is Danger Close has so many possibilities based on where you put your cart, where your opponent can kind of screw you. Because if you put your cart in like the part of your board where the long, it goes along the long edge of the board, they could pick a terrain piece all the way up in your short edge corner with Mm. the way Danger Close works and make part of your army like actively run away from the engagement. Or they could pick a a place, you know, there's so many, based on where you put your bomb cart and where your terrain piece goes, and also since Danger Close kind of wraps around the outside of the board, you're not going to be probably be rushing your cart towards a, towards a table edge, it's going to be somewhere else. And so the rush distance is actually significantly smaller than it is on some of the other deployments. And uh, it can create some really volatile, really uh, really scrappy games. That being said, let's talk about fortified positions and, and how payload interacts with it. Um, as I, I s- yeah, go ahead. I love fortified positions. I do, and I get why people don't like it, especially when you're playing on maps that have tons of terrain. I'm, but I'm we've on been the fence in stores. About it. We, we've been in real life, and we go back to the real life world mm-hmm. where there's not enough terrain. When, yeah, when and is th- that's, that's the case. I'm going to call out gigabits. Um, I'll go down there every time and play. Uh, but due to the terrain that they had the last time we were there, and I think the year before that we went down there too, um, pretty much everybody played fortified positions and then another conditions card. This is before we had fortified positions, but we just needed to to, to stack up boards some more because there, there wasn't a whole lot of, of heavy cover. There were a lot of line of sight blockers. Um, but yeah, um, anything else you want to say on fortified positions, Ben? Sorry. Um, no, other than 
the location of fortified positions is what's key there. Yeah. Because they have to be within a certain range. I think it's range one to two or inside. Yeah, range, yeah. range, range either inside or range one of deployment zones. Mm-hmm. And, and with, with danger close being so, I know you're going to talk about it with payload, but with mm-hmm. danger close, there's only a six by one section of the board edge that isn't deployment zone. Mm-hmm. Correct. So, and because it's the outside edges, you really are tough. Like your your barricades won't do as much as you hope they will do. Yeah, it's still going to be a pretty open center if yeah. your table already had an open center. Um, so the the but the cool interaction with payload is your bomb cart is a piece of mobile heavy cover. Yes, I think is. some really clever players may not always just go the way the crow flies to where they need to, but you can also kind of juke and jive that thing around if you think you've got the time. Uh, to where you can make it to to land your cart in a place where it can provide some really strategic cover. So not only do you have a piece of mobile cover that you're moving about, but you're also putting, for the, at least the early part of your journey, uh, you're also putting out some other great pieces of heavy cover for you to hide behind. And that can slow the game down quite a bit. Yep. Uh, if you don't have environmental gear or scale or some other ways to, to negate that, uh, you definitely have to plan for that. But the cool thing is, is the payload always is a speed two move it does not care at all about what kind of terrain it goes over um the only thing is it can't do is it can't climb or clamber um but if if the piece of terrain that it's trying to to go over is not taller than it the bombs are on the back of the cart are are pretty tall so there's going to be a lot of things that it can just rumble on over and not have to slow down for yep um it's a it's a pretty neat neat interaction. I think if you're gonna play this this type of I think all of us on on the stabcast here would absolutely love this this setup because it's gonna be a yeah. crazy ag- aggressive chaotic uh, chaotic game and you oh, can yeah. play a lot of mind games with danger close and, and payload. What are you, what See, are some uh, some of y'all's thoughts? I I don't like payload. The more and no. more I look at, I've never actually played it. The more I thought in my brain, play it, the way play that it. I play CIS, I don't know that it oh, works well. I love you're it. Allergic it's to so moving. good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not allergic to moving, but sometimes I'm allergic to bunching up that tightly, in part because my models don't do it well, because I've got so many of them. Well, and it takes um, you 30 minutes to place I'm, each squad, so it right. would be a range, for you. Range one is pretty big, though. Like, you'll, you'll be okay. Like, it's a... How many B1s can you fit around an intercept point? It's the same same size as an intercept point, except now you've got heavy cover for your B, B1s to march behind. Oh, it's a larger intercept base. point that moves, though. So it's even larger. Mm-hmm. That, that's, the, that, that's my only, like I said, the payload is actually the thing. That, one of the reasons why I'm trying to go with the bid in my cut list, my single elimination, is because I don't know that I want to play payload. Like I, it, it is the one I have the most fear about because where AI gets janky. Right. Where you know if something bizarre happens, or because of my ability to uh, to flee, um, if payload, I lose my, my bubble, payload gives you more pause than bombing run. Yes, really? that's crazy to me. That's craziness. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Because I think with <laughs> payload, depending on my CIS list, I'm okay with it. If it's BXs, they run fast, they drop it off. If it's Staps, they do fine. Even if it is um, a Droidicas, I'm okay. Even if it's Grievous is carrying a bomb, I think I'm fine with it. Um. Mm. B1s have enough hit points. I'm okay with them carrying bombs themselves. All right. Let that uh, be the last guy who trundles up there and drops it before he explodes. Dear dear listener, uh, mark the date. Uh, <laughs> ben, before our next show, let's play a game of Payload. Oh, well, I've got you know, I've got single elimination games, Ryan. I don't have time to you play. Have, oh, get wrecked, scrub. Oh, yeah. You wow. have single elimination games. <laughs> Some of us game. are busy. <laughs> single elimination game. 
Yeah, you'll get one in there, and then, uh, like me, you'll choke out, and uh, then we can listen, all talk I about I made it to two elimination games in season one. I got to my second elimination Season game. one was how many years ago now? That was like the start of Legion. Well, two years ago? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was the start of Legion. It so. was? I know. We'll definitely play it. Like I said, it is the one, again, the unknown for me is that's part of the problem. I absolutely get that. Um, it is the... It is the other player picking the place where they have to go. Like I said, you know, can often it's that lack of control on my part. But you get to control. I mean, yes, but you also get to play your favorite, the denial game. It's you, also get true. De- you get to deny where their card has to go. And you do know and, I love a denial game. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing better than me playing my game is stopping you from playing yours. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Will, what's your thoughts on this? You've been awfully silent. Does this work with the Rex clone ball, or do you have to? Spread your guys two out where they can't share all those tokens trying to do this thing. I've been rather silent because I've not played any of these cards, so I'm not sure. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the The draw was rough for me this episode. Uh, if I was just coming into it with no pre- prior knowledge, um, the barricades, like, i just place them as best I could to get my fire line set up. Uh, the blob following the cart sounds okay. Like, I don't think that's a problem for me since I have less... Nice. stuff like yeah. i have you, i guess your token generation is mostly based on do i have reliable which gives me the token did i get it from my commands things or did mm-hmm. i just move and get 14 tokens because yeah. i'm arc trooper right and so. arc and arcs are really good cart pushers because they're really good at everything <laughs> yeah yep. they're just all the things move shoot got name token maybe they use it they probably don't then somebody else can move shoot with a name token or just three a little bit gross. there you know. A little bit disgusting. Or just somebody can move and hide behind the cart and move standby and let your, you know, Overwatch arcs just protect your cart. Yeah, that too. There's a whole variety of things I could do that are all totally fair and balanced. Sickeningly <laughs> gross. They are, they, hold on now. They are fair that as in as far as they are legal. Doesn't mean that they are balanced and fair, but they are a legal I- thing that you can do. <laughs> balance, balance wine is, is for another show I'm gonna, gonna hold it is in is it though I'm gonna, I'm gonna contend pretty sure that's how we've you ended it. our last episode we, we've done it like the last three shows and so I'm gonna try to stop we until show. we get an errata yeah I know that's why I'm, tr- I'm trying to grow as a person Tim I'm trying it's overrated stick in your camps and <laughs> entrench yourselves yes Tim hasn't changed since 2007 he's still an emo that's, boy inside that's right. that's true <laughs> That's, uh, not- so I think honestly we've said all that we really can say about it. Yeah. Ryan sees lots of opportunity in this red player's dilemma. I have a lot more fear and trepidation in it. Well, that's just you. Will's in general. like I can probably make it work. Tim, where do you sit on this? I like it, um, but it's it's because it's interesting. It's going to force people to play the objectives. Uh, I really am interested to see, and I'm not seeing it unfortunately. I I want to see payloaded and fortified positions interact a lot. Because I think you can be really strategic with your your quote unquote positions, you know, your barricades that you're putting down, and see if you can maybe try and not so much block because, like you said, they don't care. It just does a speed two movement, so it's not like it's going to slow it down. But if you can put it in such a way that it's going to make that approach hell on earth, and again, I'm thinking definitely thinking of this from an imperial point of view, where I can just sit sit in my new fancy bunker that I just built and just sit there and gun at you while you try and push your objective forward. I, I like it. I've not had a chance to play fortified positions. I have played payload, I think, twice now. Maybe once. At least once, I know for sure. I think twice. And I enjoyed it both times. I know, especially my first time, I loved it. And I've played Danger Close once. And that was also a good time. It was interesting because it was Danger Close uh, rapid reinforcements. 
but it's very intriguing. <laughs> that sounds yeah, fun. It was, it's everybody's up front cool. and facing each other except for those guys in the back. <laughs> Um, it, and I will say, like, Danger Close for me as a as a CIS player is more difficult because I've got to get them within commander range. Sure. Like, if, if, so I don't have enough bravery on units to be able to hang one out unless it's a vehicle. Right. Um, right. On the other side of my map. Right. Right. And with this, like, I'm very afraid of an R2-D2. Because yeah. there's so much space on Danger Close for him yeah. to just be like, do 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 He can move, like, what, I mean, twice and then just be be scoring exactly secret mission and then just silently sneak <laughs> back to his side and live on a corner mm-hmm. um, <laughs> just be yelling droid obscenities at you the whole time exactly sure. i mean amadala depending on where they place that cart you put it on an edge yeah. you can easily just kind of walk over there secret <laughs> mission and then she's she's bulky enough because all the people around her to mm-hmm. live that's right while escorting the cart i mean yeah yeah it, it's nothing worse than R2-D2 picking up a box and spiking it in your deployment zone for the secret mission at the same time. R2 it, is so good at this objective. Yeah. Yes. He's so he good really at this is. objective. Oh, yeah. And as I don't have an R2 unit, <laughs> he never worked for the CIS. We tried. We offered him lots of money, a nice benefits package. He declined. <laughs> you got to see 3PO in one movie. Uh, didn't we get his head on the robot body? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you got his body with a robot head. Yes, yes. I would take that. I'll be honest. With you. I, I would like his little shiny body, with a little, little robot head. His gun. little shiny body. All right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next. So yeah, that's Red Player's dilemma for this week, uh, gentlemen. How are we wrapping up the show? Where, where are we headed for the, the last bit here? Well, we uh, we invited a guest on our show. We did. And uh, yep, they were a, they were a coward. Oh, and couldn't cowardly. make it. Wow! So, uh, Nerfly, we offered him to uh, to come on the show and uh, talk about the maps with us, as we're going to do a close the show out with a Invader League round robin kind of map review. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, we would never do a segment like this. Let's just be real honest, because um, this is pretty niche. And uh, but there's nothing else to talk about, so we're going to do it anyway. That's right. Um, yeah. So if you were not a part of the Invader League and you have not played these maps already, and you want to know maybe some good maps to play on when you log on to TTS and and begin to play. Um, We're going to kind of give our thoughts on the five new maps. And I want to preface this by saying the mod team and the guys who who put all the the blood, sweat, and tears into getting these done and together, they didn't make a dime. Like, kudos go out to them. They did this because they they enjoy the community, they they enjoy the hobby, and this is their way to give back, and that's awesome. And I we're going to talk about some of the things on the map that work and some that don't, and this is not anything about the, the people except for Nerfly because he's oh, no. a coward. Except right. for I still like you. <laughs> no, I like Nerfly too. He's like, oh, my internet <laughs> friends, I got to make sure they still like me. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but so huge shout out to them. They they overall like knocked it out of the park, and I don't know any other gaming community that's doing this kind of work for the online community and during the pandemic. That's true. And they went above and beyond. Like they, really they did. definitely dreamed big, and they tried their best to implement their dreams in a way that would work. And for some places, it was super successful. In others, not so much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's an interesting way to try to make tables that wouldn't be a very feasible at a game store or anything right. like that. Yeah. Right. Right. Or if you do it at a game store, you either have to build a six by three model set and mm-hmm. bring it in, or you put it in these three by twos and try to cart. Those. Like it's actually difficult to build it these is. things in real right. life as well. Oh yeah. 
And um, and the the cool thing that made Invader League like as close to a regular tournament as we could is there's a really active TTS scene. And so instead of just pulling five maps that people have played and practiced and are really familiar with, they kept these pretty tight to their chest till right before round did. robin started. Yep. So we really couldn't pra- get much practice on them. It was like walking. I mean, if into you listen a store to our episode with Thrawn, he, he would barely reveal half of what was on mm, it. Right. I mean, yeah. And 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 that was already locked in. Like the tournament started <laughs> on Monday, and he wasn't going to tell us what was happening. Nope. So. Yeah. I think we can all agree this is the map we like the most. So let's talk about the Scarif map. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Like, that beach scene, I felt all of the boxes. It felt true to the movie. It had lots of cover. It had lots of difficult terrain and had line of sight. But it was balanced in such a way that no matter where your deployment was, I felt you had good options. Mm-hmm. And it didn't feel over covered right it, it never felt like the terrain truly got in the way of what someone was trying to do or stymied aside so bad it felt very balanced you could flip the map if you if you're the blue player and like that i was red i never had the opportunity <laughs> um, yeah. I, I really from an overhead visual from playing on the map i felt that any deployment we did there could work and work very well yeah yeah i really enjoyed yeah. it i had an issue with it when i played on the map i had some stuff not load in but even with that issue, like the map was great. I liked the layout of it. Like Ben said, it wasn't too dense or anything like that. You know, I think it was a really good balance of new stuff and then kind of a just really good map design. Yeah. And, and for me, it reminds me a lot of some of our more recent local maps right before everything stopped mm-hmm. where we have literally just a box of scatter terrain. A lot of it looks very similar to these boxes Yep, that we just kind of throw on the map and and we literally, uh, and these guys can all testify. We literally just sometimes have been throwing them on the map and then just adjust it a little bit to make it work. And that's about where they lay and they lay where they lay. Right. And that's okay. Like scatter terrain, light cover, it doesn't super change the game completely. But if you have models that use light cover, it's important. Light cover can change a few things here and there. And it just obviously just feels better. It makes the game feel better. Because if I'm advancing, I don't want to advance across an open no man's land. But if I see some light scatter terrain, that's going to make me think like, okay, I can probably advance. And again, I know mechanically speaking, it's just taking away one aim, but maybe, maybe it makes a difference between life and death. You never know. And it just, again, feels more full and it feels more fleshed out. So I really enjoyed it. I really, really do. And I I think it's going to actually be our first single elimination map, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong. Nice. So that was the map I played four to five positions on the first time. Mm -hmm. And it felt okay to add eight barricades. It didn't feel like it broke the game. It didn't feel like it was too tight. Like we couldn't move around it. Yeah. It gave us a little bit more cover, but it still felt fine if we didn't have it. I could see that. We would have played a little bit differently, but it allowed us actually to go shoot each other because then we weren't hiding behind line of sight blockers. Right. Like we actively engaged a little bit more. So I just love this map. Love it. Yeah. I think, uh, I think this is the best in in show uh, for, for these five maps. Um, Like Ben said, the big thing for me is making sure that, there is an edge for blue player getting to pick table edge, but not an enormous obvious choice. And I even like the the idea that I've heard different people running different types of armies, like different sides of the table. Um, this is the map I've probably played the most uh, because I had to play a my Arbor of the Republic player in my pod on this map, and Brett had to play his rebel opponent on this map. And so while we were scheduling games, I think me and Brett played like three or four scrimmage games on this on this map. Mm, nice. um, it's got a lot of different dynamics to it. It has one of the things I really like about a map 
um, is it has different feels in different quadrants or different areas of the map. Um, and this one is kind of divided into where you've got the, the beaches and the hills and the jungles and then the, the river and the bridge to cross and then the, the cargo you know, landing area all have different feels, advantages, disadvantages, and you have to approach them all differently. Um, and I feel like every type of list could have a shot on this map. And I think uh, I think that was really important, and it's just an, an overall solid map. Yeah. Uh, good, good, good job uh, to, to to the mod team. I'm so, getting this thing done. So, so which side did you like? Did you like the bunker hilly, uh, jungly side, or did you like the landing zone beachy, um, uh, boxes side? Um, I liked the I liked the boxes side. I didn't get the boxes side in my league game, but that's the if I would have had my choice, that's the side I would have taken. See, that's the side I, I had because I was red player, but also it's the side I liked. But then we yeah. fought in that center zone over the, mm-hmm. uh, over, the uh, over the over the bridge over by the craters because of where uh, my opponent had deployed. Yeah, we were playing long march on that map, so we had that was kind of where I because I, I was very aggressive with my CIS in that particular game because I could get my boxes. It was rapid. You know, it was a uh, uh, recover uh, the supplies, so I could grab my boxes quickly, pull back out, and then fight over the middle to keep them safe. Right. So I would love to add something to this, but it's only because I saw it on the Mimbim map later. I want like seagulls. Like I want some kind of ocean noise, some gentle, shh, you know, some that flies across the top there. Because Mimban had this very nice rain and thunder sound. There's these two little boxes over the TTS map that would actually drop there. You could actually move the boxes if you tried. And um, I'll talk yeah. about that in a minute. Yeah, <laughs> don't wrong. I turned it off. We turned it off with yeah. like the first five mm-hmm. minutes. But it was a cool aesthetic to set exactly. for that map. Yes, it's neat. Um. So Mimban is very much, and Will mentioned it earlier, and I did too, it's a very much World War One trenches, mm-hmm. mud field, down tanks. There was lots of cover. The trenches were variable heights, so you could sit in a trench and be able to see out and shoot from it, or you could sit in a trench and it was well over your model's head. Right. Like yep. you would have had to clamber or climb to get out from that point. Uh, one side of the map I felt had more trench line to it, because you also had an ATTE sitting on top of it. Yep. Um, it is definitely a map I felt didn't have as great options depending on what kind of deployments you had. Uh, I played Long March on it, which means I felt like I had my trenches. I didn't have to worry about people running up in my trenches. It allowed me to hide with my boxes because I play a lot of recover supplies. It's one of the objectives I happen to like a lot. Um, and it gave me tons of cover. So if I had been super defensive and made my opponent come towards me, that would have been a very, very rough game for them. Yeah. Also, uh, for those of you at home, uh, if you like Recover the Supplies, you can check out the YouTube RPG oh show every Friday on the fifth oh, Friday. You did it. Why did <laughs> you do this? Every time. I knew it. I actually mentioned not talk about Recover Supplies earlier, yeah. just so I could say, I picked up my boxes and I took them. Like, I tried my best to dodge the phrase. <sighs> Damn it. But, no, so, but Mimbin is that mud field. I mean, it's the, you know, it is, I, and I like the trenches on the other side where the blue player happened to have been because he did not flip the map. Like, I really like the setup on it. I did. Yeah, I played major offensive on that map, and what it allowed me to do was basically hide behind that ATTE against an Imperial gun line. He just couldn't even get sight on me. So that map has a lot of different yeah. aspects to it that are really interesting. Yeah. I did have an issue with the center piece of cover, which was just a giant crater about <laughs> maybe almost range two across fully, like diameter. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's big. It's huge. Like it's, it's as big huge. as the ATTE. Like it was... Like- the intercept point was in the center and the range one bubble around it was inside the crater when I played and it was, I exploited it. It's exploitable basically is what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying. 
You, I mean, droids never get light cover. We didn't never get light cover. Like right. I never have enough <laughs> models behind it. But that thing is so big. I had four B one units in it. Yeah. And we all got light cover. Everyone was getting light cover out of this. I thing. basically had my whole yeah. army in it by turn three because I was just like. There's one guy back on the other intercept point, and then my whole army in the middle yeah, is just right. daring my opponent to come at me, and he said, no, thank you. But <laughs> So, the, well, the, the dangerous thing about that is with the, the Legion rules of if your unit leader's touching it, you, like, ignore it, right. is since it is also so big, you can get, like, one move of really good use out of it. Then it can be really hard to keep because you just kind of close the gap, touch it, and, uh, and then uh, you can just shoot into the thing all you want. Yeah. But I think Will and I played much more aggressively where we took all of yeah. it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I had my guys lined up in such a place. There was, it was that or getting to melee. He was several moves away from the crater. So, yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I like it because I like the trenches, really do. And I think it's really hard to replicate those trenches in real life. Ryan's done a good job, honestly, with Salt Map. (laughs) Because I can't remember the name of the planet right now. But with his, yes, Salt World, whatever the heck it was called, no one cares. By by good job, we don't mean a painting good job. We meant nice design pieces and materials. Traditionally, want to put real life salt (laughs) on plastic. And it's it's he did, Uh, he did, he did. And just yeah, it's got real. It's made with real salt. Yeah, Yeah, it's awesome. He says with pride somehow. But anyway. But it's got that trench warfare kind of feel. I mean, that's is, what honestly, is, probably. I, I'm pretty sure it's better than, than than your map. That's uh, pretty okay. sure it's better than the map you bring to the table. That's right. Uh, no, because my I bring the Jar Jar statues of the God statues. So yeah, uh, <laughs> which you have some too. But still, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but it's. I think that's probably as close as we're going to get is what you have for our real life trenches. So it's really nice to have a, yeah. an example of being able to do that with legion so that's probably my favorite part the att i think was interesting it's it provided some interesting cover opportunities walking underneath it was neat i never got to do it but it was still really cool um the rain was also really neat unfortunately we also turned it off and by that i mean i couldn't figure out how to turn it (laughs) off so i literally just i found the cube that controls it and I just put it over the dice tray, and I just had it rain on the dice tray for a little while because it seemed appropriate. So I actually knocked our cube down. I don't know how. When I <laughs> yes. to turn no, it off, I did. It just I fell did to the table. Time. Yeah, I did the same thing at first. <laughs> same thing. You destroyed the effects. <laughs> but yes, but there's two cubes, so at least we had one for a little while. <laughs> it was cool. But you have it, to it push it neat. into I the really, chest. I really enjoy it. I don't know why people give it so much grief. It's just because it's got variable train types, which I understand, but I think that just makes the game more intriguing. Yeah. I, again, that's one of those I never mm-hmm. thought I would see it on TTS. Sure. Yeah. Like that yeah, is a, that is a dream forward. scope from these builders. I absolutely yeah. love the fact they went for it. Right. I mean, I really do. I really enjoy that one a lot. So here's my only issue with the rain and the thunder and the the sound and the effects. TTS, for whatever reason, runs I think just on everybody's machine, kind of garbagey. Like it's a physics engine. It's it's pushing your cores to the limit. It's got a lot going on. I want those cubes set to off as your default, making your load in a lot more smooth, especially if you're playing, you or you're playing with someone has a machine that's yeah, not that great. I can see TTS that. Drops, drops frames like nothing else already. Right. And then put a little note card like they have on how to turn them on if you want them. Sure. Um, th- they're cool if you want, if you're into the more thematics, that's great. I think all of us turned them off like next to immediately. Yeah. Side note, I got um, a significant performance upgrade by switching TTS to windowed mode. I don't know why, okay. but it works a lot better. That is interesting. Huh. 
for whatever reason, whenever I try to stream, like my sound, my sound set overheats and I just lose all audio. Yep, it's I true. I can still run the game. It's, it's weird. Um, it has happened every time. So I might, I might have to try a stream in windowed mode and see what, see if that works. But anyway, um, I do like to, like they said, I have a soft spot for trenches. I actually really do quite kind of like this map. Um, the trenches are a bit fiddly when you're trying to climb and clamber in and out of them with the way the physics engine and the movement tools work and getting things, especially where there's overhangs, trying to figure out and tell the game if you want something on top of the overhang or underneath it. Um, those That was a bit tough. I think the ATTE is a little bit much. I think it blocks a little bit too much because there's already a trench there. Yeah. It's a pretty deep uh, trench, too. It's a it pretty a deep, deep trench, but it yeah. makes maneuvering in there and moving things around so insanely difficult. Um, I think it could use a little bit of a rework, but other than that, I think this map is like 80% there. And I love the fact that we have some pieces of terrain. I actually wouldn't mind seeing more of it that is just difficult. It's not light cover. Yes. It's, it's not just, heavy. It's, it's just, just difficult. Yeah, it's, it's just, just there to be a pain in the ass. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I agree with that. Uh, so I think I think this is this was one of the the really solid maps. I would love to see a few little tweaks go down, um, but the guys really really push the envelope here. Um, and I guess we should talk about it here. We'll also talk about it on Naboo, since this is a raised platform map. The deployment zones don't always quite work, um, but that's not a huge issue for me. Turn the grid on, you can draw them. Yeah, it's, it's easy. It's enough. whatever. It's what we do in real life anyway, pretty much. So yeah, we can do it. <laughs> we can we can function. All right. So if we're starting with our top ones, the ones we all kind of consistently love, we're in the middle, which is where there's a, a great divide amongst the Stabcast <laughs> as to likes and hates. And so this is the game, this is the map that Will and I both played each other on. Uh, it's Christophsis. He and I are not super fans of this map. Uh, now, now, I won that game, so it's not like I, I'm mad because I lost it. And Will is not mad because he lost it, although he kind is. Kind of. Um, is it <laughs> there's, separate, for me, there's separate sources of anger. <laughs> they combine together. The different the whole, uh, sides of my heart, heart, both combined in rage. Um, <laughs> that color scheme, I get it. I'm sure that's how these crystals look in whatever extended universe comics or books that you all are reading. It, that it's I'm from not, Clone Wars. You nerd. It's from Clone it's Wars, from Clone the Wars. show you've also seen. <laughs> yeah, but I watched that one episode it's, like six it's years ago. It's the first episode. It's, okay, Boomer. <laughs> Ooh, nice one. <laughs> it was... Uh, it was definitely one of those, yeah. I it's The color scheme is an issue for me. I liked the raised highways. I did. Those were awesome. But I will say, in one side, though, it's only in the deployment zone. Like, it's mm-hmm. not ever a place you're going to fight on or fight over, because no matter where your deployments are at, I don't think anyone's ever going to be there. Right. Like, I don't see a place except maybe a, a KP. Maybe. But it's too far away from where the intercept points would be. It's not a place you're going to put a box on top of it. So maybe if you had limitless range snipers, I I just I, and on the the long the long highway that would be fine. I think it should have been in the middle of all things, rather than off on a side corner because that's yeah, just in someone's deployment zone. But then it's hard to get up when they're in deployment zones. You can actually deploy on top of them and have a little bit easier access to them. Um, if they're outside of your deployment zone, sometimes those high pieces of terrain can be really hard to access. I get that. I get that. Now I did watch I think three games on this map um, for other players. I didn't have a lot of time to do a lot of watching of the streams, but when I did, I often managed to be Christophsis. So I've stared at this map quite a bit. <laughs> right. I think anything with a large base has such a hard time on this map. There's a lot of terrain that says impassable by everything. 
Yeah. Um, and I think there's, I think your payload pieces get set, get caught up on those as well. I saw, I think, two payload games on this map, and they always came down to basically, well, now I guess we're stuck, and nothing <laughs> can go any farther forward. Like they just, there was no place to move them. There, like you had two payload boxes that hit each other, like you just bonk, and they just couldn't get past it because of the terrain pieces. Right. I like the idea. I do love the ATTE. I always wanted one on my own personal yeah. table. Uh, but the, it, it was it's it slammed down too low. Like it's yeah, not- it's it's too big and and, and you know, it's it's exactly it is. It's too low to the ground. Um, yeah. You you prop that thing up on its legs some more to where you can actually maneuver under it, and it's not just a giant line of sight blocker next to a giant on ramp that's also a giant line of sight blocker. Right. Um, I I think that that part of the map is 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 problematic. But Tim, you liked it. I. I do. My biggest thing is honestly just the colors on it. Like, I, I like the colors. I think it's very pretty. But I kind of wish the... I think it would be easily fixable if we could change some textures or colors. It's really just more of an aesthetics thing than anything else. I like the blend of cover and everything that's on there. I love the uh, overpass that I feel is super underused. I've been informed that there was a game where someone put an ATST up there, which I'm really sad I missed. I, I want to know which game that was because I want to oh, watch that. that. Sounds <laughs> terrifying. It's, it's amazing. It's, now, a, Will and I played under the overpass. Well, and most we did. A, I did a lot of play yeah, down there. No, and but. most people do. Most people do. And it's just. I think my biggest thing was just if you could change the colors, maybe from like the light cover areas, like the little raised crystals. If you could either make those darker or make the floor darker, one of the two, and just make it a little bit easier to differentiate. I think yeah. it would go a, a long way. Um, yeah. And then also the ATTE could be maybe raised up a little bit or even maybe even yep. lower down, mm-hmm. either up or down, I think would be fine. Probably up is more balanced. Um, and I know Nerfley's already talked about that and said he's probably going to do that. And actually, when I played it, I mentioned that to my opponent that he said that. And they said, well, you just want to play it like it's raised. And I'm like, yeah, sure, that's fine. So we just played it like it was raised. Uh, much too, I think, poor poor Endless, Yavin Base, uh, David was streaming it and he's like no that's heavy very confused yeah that's heavy cover like no as is you're correct but the way we agreed to play it and both players agreed to play in a certain way so it was very humorous to us to see that be kind of brain breaking if you're not there for that conversation (laughs) Um, yeah but I, i as a whole i do really enjoy it and i will say too it's interesting because a lot of times when you see that map you assume like oh that side with the att is the better side and most games I've seen, the winning player I think tends to be on the side with the spider droid, which was yeah, uh, that yeah, spider droid's a, a cool. Yeah, piece of well, it's that, but it's also it's also <laughs> less restrictive <laughs> than the ATT is. Yeah, it's a lot less less restrictive. Yeah. And so I think um, I like that side better. Yeah, it's a it's a cool map. I'll I mean not to beat a dead horse, but I do think the colors need a change. But I think it's for a little bit different reason. For me, it's not just aesthetics. It's the blues are so bright, the highs are so far away from the low dark tones, and a lot of the units uh, come shaded in darker tones. And then we color their bases all bright colors. Right. And so like your my eyes are always going to the wrong places because our eyes want to look yeah. at, at bright things. That'd be aesthetics. Yes. Um, yeah. And so I guess I guess what I interpreted your aesthetics meant is just it was unpleasing to you. In fact, where it's just kind of functional, you lose you lose sight of things sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would I would love to see that get changed. And then yeah, the ATTE. I would love to see that move to the middle of the map, maybe. 
um, because I did feel like there were some big pieces of terrain that were a bit too bunched up, but it did do the thing I really like in maps and that if you were to divide it into thirds, uh, each third has a very different feel to it. You've got the, you know, the crystal field on, on one side, the wrecked overpasses on the other, and then all the, the tank debris in the, in the middle, and they all provide very different opportunities. Um, and I would like to see maybe some of that messed with just just a little bit, but a few changes, and I, and I think that map is is really solid. It's a, it's a good foundation. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So that kind of leads us to the next map, which I love aesthetically. Yeah. But man, did TTS hate this map? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's the Naboo map. Yeah. I, I like the setup. I love the idea of it. I'm not a super fan of that Central Valley. Because on any corner, you can see all the way down it. So anyone who's got the range advantage can see just about everything coming down that center. And any deployment or any uh, uh, objective w- which requires a center point, be it KP, uh-huh. be it you know, um, interception transmissions <laughs> or any re- recover supplies, <laughs> any of those things, it's a nightmare. Yep. Because everyone's looking down into a death bowl. <laughs> I mean, that's really, that that's my real hang up on it. That valley, I think, is too long. Or if there had been several ridges lines, you know, if you, you turned it to the short side and done two or three little valleys there, um, perhaps that could have could have better dealt with it. But I definitely felt, oh, that guy can see me from range five. I'm dead. Boop. And he would shoot me. Oh, look, that FD laser cannon, it's just sitting on a hill by a tree. But it can see most of the map except what's behind the big giant rock in the center. Sure. Yeah. I love the Naboo. I love the curves. I love the design philosophy behind it. I really <laughs> mm-hmm. do. Yeah, it was just the TTS <laughs> implementation. And I know that's a limitation of just the game. Like it has issues with yeah clipping and things falling into the hills and stuff like that. But it was it was a bold attempt. I liked the <laughs> <Yeah>. idea. <laughs> and, and in real life, again, it would be so hard. It would be hard to build. It'd be hard to, to uh, store and transport. Yeah, I mean, yeah. building it would be um, carving foam and putting grass on it, but then getting it anywhere, you know, just let me transport yeah. my army on this six by three foam thing, you know. <laughs> I was sad not to see a giant hamster on the table. I get that the, you know, the dead AAT was the cover piece, but if it had been, a, you know, a hamster corpse, <laughs> not a real one, but, you know, a digital giant hamster. What? what? In Naboo, remember there's the giant hamsters that bounce around? No. No. Remember when yes, Anakin's trying yes. to make sweet love to... to well, they're not oh, hamsters. Man. They're like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't have called that a hamster. More of a bovine chipmunk, yeah. but all right, we'll take it. Okay. I mean, a giant gerbil. I mean... <laughs> giant gerbil. A gerbil-like animal. I mean, something, something like that. But Ger- had there been Gerby just two tiny gigant- figures of... Gigantus? You know, That's fine. <laughs> yeah, giant... Just a nice, you know, tiny Anakin and Amidala sitting there having a picnic on one corner. That would have been Being cool. crushed by wildlife. Uh, <laughs> uh, nothing brings us together like being crushed to death no i so, I, yeah. I like it um i'm kind of with you there i think it would actually translate pretty well to real life except maybe just tone down some of the angles and and the slopes on the actual physical map if it was real life but other than that i think it would translate pretty well i really enjoy it uh but yeah tts did not did not appreciate no. what it, it was trying to do <laughs> no <laughs> at all it, it is, yeah my biggest thing was at the end of the day this map was like you said neat they tried to do some cool things with it but for me it was unplayable and if someone messaged me and said hey you want to play a game 
I want to practice Naboo, I would be like, nah, you can go find somebody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the tokens, when you activate a unit and the little unit card comes out falling into the hills, so you hope you're clicking the right buttons. Yeah. The grass is almost the exact same shade as aim and dodge tokens, yeah. so stuff just gets lost. Even some of the standby tokens, being that, you know, a yellower shade, kind of get lost in, like, oh, this token fell behind this hill. Some of the big boulders, like, I think are a little bit too obstructive because we've already got these huge obstructive hills mm-hmm. um movement templates sliding around everywhere so it was really hard to get your your units where they wanted it to be yeah, they would glitch out. there were a few bushes that were just difficult terrain and light cover which was cool but they weren't very big so i thought they were just aesthetic um but nope you got to slow down to go through those That's right um yeah you, yeah you can't hide any b1 units in those bushes because yeah. they're, they're exactly a model and a half wide <laughs> so so it was uh, it was like I give I give them kudos because they pro- they pushed the envelope probably further on this map than they did with any of the others, and I think they can take some of the things that worked um, and some of the things that didn't and and get rid of them, um, but I don't think I would ever want to play that map ever 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 again. It was definitely if Scarif was the best in show, this was probably the worst experience i'm not going to call it due to a map design standpoint but just the the user experience probably the worst game uh or map i've, I've played on luckily i had a, a great opponent on it but so and i i, I also had a fabulously fun canadian who beat my behind on this map so I, I still enjoyed it but yeah those are definitely issues i do feel that one side of that map seems much stronger for blue player yeah yeah, yeah. that definitely mm-hmm. definitely is um because you get the some more woods, you get a, a flat rock to stand on and get heavy cover and look over that valley. One of those positions is definitely a lot stronger than the other. And that's, that's like I said, I'm okay with there being a bit of an advantage, um, but uh, but I think it was, it was a little strong. So I hate to bring it to this because Thrawn spoke so highly of this map when, when we had our interview with him. Mm-hmm. And the particle effects were going to be super cool. And I had a great time on it, but only because it worked for me. I can see why people have had a strong dislike for indoor. It's a beautiful looking map. The, the mm-hmm. particle effects are absolutely beautiful. But for me, all of those terrain pieces are in the wrong spot. Uh, mm-hmm. all of, they're all in the four corners, which means they only happen in deployment. Because of where the trees sit, you really can't see a lot of long distance. Like There's a long channel down the middle. And that's it, which is I'm fine with. Like That's okay if you want to play that way. But then once that, you, like, you, that giant AT... Uh, AT is just kind of stuck there and it blocks line of sight for most of that side of the map. Mm. Yeah, but we also had a weird experience because we both played Long March on that map. So take oh, so I think it's supposed to be out of the blue player's deployment zone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, we our mileage may vary as Long March players. Well, see, I I liked it because I did play Long March on it. Yeah. Because right. it gave me places to deploy and do things in. I think like so if I'm on I guess what would be red player side on my right hand side there's that big giant hill piece that leads to a bridge and everything slopes down. If I'm playing uh, disarray or if I'm playing something a major offensive, I'm mostly stuck on top of that rock because it is so wide. Mm-hmm. Like my entire droid army with all of those bodies, I have to fit there, yeah. and then every one of them is going to have to either climb or march down that hill. Now I march down that hill. It's going to take forever because, again, body jam. Right. Because there's so right. many models. If I climb, I know it's clamber dice. I won't block anything until I block eight and I lose an entire game. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I said, Long March worked really well on that map. It's a great Long March. It's a great rollout uh, map, I feel. Uh, had I been in advanced positions, I 
well, I, everyone would have been behind the tree on my side, honestly. We went bunched <laughs> up real tight next to where the ATAT is sitting just because it hides <laughs> us from line of sight. Um, I liked it. I just felt like all the terrain pieces are cool. The fires are cool. The cover, some of it's heavy, some of it's light. If you draw through it, I love the burning woods. I hated to say that this was my least like map. I really, really? did. Wow. Um, yeah. And, and I, like I said, I had a great game on it because it worked out with the what he and I were playing. But I think any other deployment, I don't think this works out as well. Yeah. I, I think I struggle a lot more just from my faction side. My opponent couldn't move his tank anywhere. Now, granted, that's a long march problem, but had it been any other deployment, <laughs> he's still in problems. Right. Those trees are in such a way at a speed one on that AAT. He doesn't have a lot to do without actually blocking his own units, or I mean, because he could block a line of sight for his own guys, like they can't see from behind it because it, it is such a right. big tank. Right. And, I, and I think the trees block everything up in such a way that it's a great running commando game, which is what I had. Um, if you're playing Rebel Hero squads, it's a great map because you're hiding behind those trees and popping out to do the things. I think Han Solo is super successful on that map. Sure, I could maybe see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh yeah. Absolutely. And again, I love the visual aesthetic of it. I don't know that the placement of things as they were, I felt felt it was the heaviest map, like the most terrain. Mm -hmm. Absolutely the most terrain in it. And I feel like it could definitely hamstring players just based on deployment alone. Will, what are your your thoughts, friend? You're quiet. Yeah, I played hemmed in on this map. That was my red player breakthrough game. And it was was a struggle. was your ATAT on the left-hand side for you? Yes. As a red player? <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be a struggle. Could you say it was and a dilemma for you as a red player? It was. <laughs> yeah. and it basically allowed his <laughs> naked trooper squads to sneak around one of the short edges, and I was like, I can't. Like, I have to play breakthrough, and the blue player zone is so small, I can't go over there and come back. Right. Right. And so it was right. It was a struggle. Uh, it let him play his operative Luke just brilliantly, just like, hippity hoppity jumping over stuff hiding behind things mm-hmm. it was a master class to watch that happen to me but it was also <laughs> happening to me so <laughs> i don't know that i'd say that it was my least favorite map i think that's a bit strong by ben but that's and it, and it probably is strong on my part and again i had a great game on it i enjoyed it but i could forecast if i was playing any other setup than what we got right i would not have been pleased with sure. it sure that's fair. I liked it a lot. I liked all the cool effects on it. Um, I liked the sniper positions, even though I don't play snipers. Um, it did It did prevent me from getting like a total table because I couldn't shoot the sniper up there. And it was kind of like, hey, we'll just zoom around down here while we take care of the actual game. And then you just stay up there and shoot me. <laughs> and that was fine. It didn't really super affect anything because there's only one sniper unit. Um, but it was uh, overall, I liked it a lot. The AT... AT definitely saved my butt with those bikes because they came around and shot Vader for that game that I played on it. Uh, I don't know. I like it. I like it's got nooks and crannies to it, which I appreciate. Again, it seems like a more diverse and interesting. Yeah. So I I enjoy it. Uh, Yeah. I I do appreciate all the elements in it. Like there's there's the whole side of it. And I'm thinking from the left side as a red player, but it was the whole side of it that is in like a canyon almost. Mm-hmm. And it almost feels like a different mm-hmm. map. And it's not a bad thing at all. It's a really cool thing. No. Um, and it's just interesting of however you want to play your game over there, right? Like for us, it didn't super duper matter, but it, it could have, you know, it just depends on your deployments and, and stuff. But it was just really interesting to have that dynamic in there. See, I would like those hilltops to be catty cornered. Mm-hmm. 
like take it and just just rotate it. Mm. So you can still have one inside the blue player corner or the red player corner, and then take the other piece outward, mm. maybe more towards the center. I suppose. Well, I mean, so I re- I actually almost loved this map. Um, <laughs> I liked all the elevation changes, both in the little treetop village, which was usable to your mileage may vary. To so it's kind of the the all the hills and valleys, which I really dug. Um, the a- ATAT I thought I actually think was in a good spot because almost every time we see that piece of terrain and I have one, mm-hmm. it's just plopped in the middle. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it was is. it was neat to see in a different place. Um, the particle effects were cool, but going back to what we said about Mimban, I would love for them to be kind of like easily identifiable, but be able to have them start in an off position and then be able to turn them on. Yeah. Uh, but for me, there was just too much stuff to maneuver around. If you take 10% of the stuff off of that map, I think it's a, it's going to be a really strong map. Maybe maybe take a few of the, the trees and push them out from the deployment zones, put them a little closer mm-hmm. to the middle, move, move a few things around um, just to give you a little bit more. Because me and my opponent, we just had a hard time. And once again, we were playing Long March. We had a tricky time just pathing. Yeah. And, and I don't see it even getting better if we picked different deployment zones, but just getting around all the rocks on the trees uh, to, to get the movement and the shots we needed um, was, was tricky. And as someone who's playing a list that doesn't have a ton of critical and that doesn't require less, like I have to get on the map and I have to get to skirmish range. I felt like unduly punished for it. And I was lucky that my opponent was playing a list that was also kind of trying to do the same thing. Um, but if I would, if I had to do what I did into like a range four gun line, I would have just been been toast. Yeah, and honestly, I think a range four gun line where blue players sitting behind the ATSD mm-hmm. or the eight, sorry, the ATAT and behind those legs, I think I was probably a dead man. Because what I did was I charged my units aggressively up towards it, yeah, and then sacrificed one and a half B ones and a half a BX squad. And I just live by sheer dice because um, the trees are spread well there, but there definitely is a no man's land center left piece that you kind of have to run up through. And I was able to get there. I was able to do it. Um, but like I said, it was because the dice were with me and I was able to pull that off. Tim, you sound like you're going to disagree. Uh, I guess. As our range for gun line player. No, <laughs> yes. well, it's, I'm also, I like having cover and just interesting terrain. And this is. Yeah, I just, yeah. and I think, like I said, there wasn't. There wasn't a ton too much of it. There was just a bit too much. I also, I played fortified positions here, and that oh, made it whoa. a nightmare. Oh, well, that, that changes just, it too. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I think well, you have to make a game like one condition card shouldn't make the map utterly unplayable. Well, and also, um, it's, it should be said that, and this is not an insult against you, but as our local player, I notice when you make maps, you make them very sparse on terrain. Like, normally, I have to go in true. behind you and be like, okay, I have to add some more terrain here, Ryan. Like, you can't just have yeah. this. You need more terrain. So it's there's a balance in there to be had. So I like it a lot, but I hear what you're saying. I'm, and there's probably is a little bit too much on there, but it should be taken with at least well, a grain of salt. You, and you, but you, yeah, you have to balance terrain too, because once again, you put too much out, the range four gun lines just, just win. Um, uh, debatable. Like on the red player side, since Tim and I are both kind of on that side yeah. of it, mm-hmm. um, there's a very nice big line of sight, big blocking redwood tree. Then there's a light area, a light cover, mm-hmm. which doesn't stop movement, but you get light cover, you're just behind it. Right. And there's maybe, I don't know, a model and a half width between it and a heavy cover, slope, you know, difficult maneuvering space right. next to then right, going towards the center of the map, another big giant redwood tree. Mm. Yeah. And then on the other side of that, 
open space in burnt forest, which don't actually slow you down any. Right. So you had a large like so for on my side, I actually had much more defensive pieces on the red side than I felt the the blue player had, because on that side of the map everything was on fire. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I I love the elements of it. I really do, and it worked for me. And we had a great game. Like I said, I'm not a. This isn't sad and salty bitterness thing. Right. I love the pieces of it. I just I think. Yeah. If it had been any other deployment, I think I come away unhappy just because I think the map gets me. Yeah. And I always hate that when the, when my game is so map dependent that sure. way. Well, uh, we're not going to ramble, but I uh, I think we can get this thing done think, under two hours. I think our entire a, podcast is rambling, but that's you know that's a Christmas miracle, and it's June. <laughs> it's almost Christmas. That's why uh, they pay us the big monies, Tim. Yeah, that's yeah. why we get the the big monies. Oh, the big monies. Okay. Uh, so uh thanks everybody for listening stopping by spending your drive time your paint time your quarantine time whenever you happen to be listening to us um and uh, until next time i'm ryan slawski reminding you to to paint your meatbag pals along with your k2s i'm tim hand reminding you to fix boba fett oh wow just calling out yeah i know it wasn't like it's not even a callback to a segment yeah no no it's not a callback or anything it's just just fix boba fett well, he's going to have to get in line behind, like, half the Rebel Arsenal. But no. yeah, he'll shoot through that line. I'm Will Heim, reminding you that Vital Essence will sell out quickly. Get yours soon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I'm Ben Fowler, reminding you, you listen, just ignore that tank. He'll shoot you at best twice around. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> have a good night, Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. <laughs>